I'm Patrick Reynolds, founder of Kenzai, and this is Welcome to Your Body. In this podcast, we try to find some new angles on your body, help you understand how to take care of yourself, inside, outside, mental health, we do it all. And today, we're going to talk about your teeth. Teeth are easy to skip over when you're talking about wellness because they're not sexy. Nobody likes going to the dentist. Everyone wants to have nice, bright, shiny teeth, and we recognize there's some things you have to do, but it seems like there's not too much to talk about, that there's not too much new in the, the field of teeth fitness in the last couple of years. There actually is, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get there, let's just understand teeth a little better. Uh, teeth are super weird. We, as humans, are soft, squishy, fleshy organisms, but the food we need to eat often comes packaged in things that are hard and that require cutting and tearing and grinding. And so evolution, through a lot of trial and error, found this crazy workaround. And we have this fleshy mouth, put your hand into your gum, you can feel there's a lot of squishy, fleshy stuff in there. But out of this fleshy gum material grows jagged rows of crystals. Yes, your teeth are just crystals. Specifically, they're tightly packed sodium phosphate crystals. And they're laid down in columns on a, a dentin core, kind of this fleshy core, that serves as their anchor point. And when you have a bunch of the sodium phosphate together, we call it enamel. But I personally think sodium phosphate matrix is way cooler than saying tooth enamel. And I'll put a picture in the show notes of close-up of sodium phosphate crystal growing on a tooth. And it looks exactly how you expect a crystal to look. It's got these things coming off of it that look like um, quartz or something like that. And that's all your teeth are. It's just a bunch of crystals. The fact that teeth are crystals is important. I want you to remember it. This is why your teeth chip so easily. It's the same way you could apply the right amount of force to the right part of a crystal and it'll chip off. The same thing can happen to your teeth. When you break a tooth, it's breaking along the lines of that crystal matrix. Your crystal teeth are the hardest thing in your body. They consist of 96% mineral content. The rest is just a little bit of water and some uh, organic material which mixes in there. Unlike most other parts of your body, they aren't connected to the nervous system and they don't get any blood flow, which is probably a good thing because you can imagine if every bite you took, you could feel it like you were digging your fingers into your gums. Uh, That would be bad. (laughs) But because your teeth are sitting out of reach of the body's nervous system and blood flow, they have a problem and they can't heal each other. Unlike your muscles or your bones or your organs, you don't get any do-overs with tooth damage. It's just a rock. And this is where the problems start. Your teeth are in your head for a really simple purpose. They're the first step of digestion. They break down large pieces of food into smaller pieces that your tongue will then pack up into a little ball and send down your esophagus. So this means that your teeth are on the front lines of dealing with all the crazy stuff that you're shoving down your mouth all day. All day long, we're eating different starches and proteins and drinking a bunch of acids like tea and coffee and and sodas. The rest of your mouth has a whole immune system to deal with all of the invaders that are coming in, but your teeth are stranded out there on their own. Now with all of your food you eat comes a huge payload of bacteria. No matter where you look in life, bacteria always find their niche and fit into it perfectly, and your mouth is no different. There are about 25 kinds of bacteria. They're called the oral streptococci, and they make their living 
on the surfaces of your teeth and gums. They're involved for it, they're designed for it, they love it. These little guys attach themselves to that crystal matrix and they wait for you to eat your next meal. So let's say you have a piece of toast for breakfast. You chomp away, you're reading the news. The bacteria of your teeth are also getting breakfast. They are feasting on the glucose, the sugars in that bread. Then your teeth have just really nicely pulped up for them, made it easier for them to eat. When the bacteria go to town on the sugar, whether it's glucose, fructose, sucrose, lactose even, it's called fermentation. That's what happens. Bacteria eat sugar, it's fermentation. And when you have fermentation, the byproduct is always acid. Acid is bad for your teeth. It deteriorates that crystal matrix. In the half hour after a meal, the pH of the mouth, the acidic balance, will drop from a neutral 7 to a pretty acidic 4. And in those 30 minutes, your teeth are soaking in an acid bath. The surfaces of the teeth, if you have this too much, will get pitted and grooved. And guess what? The bacteria find those grooves incredibly appealing to live in. They move right in, they find those pits, and they start to hollow out their home. Now this becomes a vicious cycle. The bacteria are collecting in more numbers in these grooves in your teeth, which means you're eating more of the sugar, producing more of the acid, which hollows out those caverns of the tooth even more. The bacteria move in deeper, there's more of them, and so on and so on, and eventually they've made a little cave for themselves inside the crystal matrix. And what's another word for a cave? A cavity. That's how cavities form. So this is the ground level view of what's happening when your teeth decay. And I want you to understand this because it means that most people are making a huge mistake with their toothbrushing. They're doing it backwards. I think most people, when they approach toothbrushing and flossing, they have in the back of their mind that the real reason is to get leftover food out of your teeth. You want to get that sesame seed out from between your back teeth, and so you brush and get it out. But that's not why we brush. The real reason for brushing is to break up the biofilm of bacteria that are clinging to your teeth. And biofilm is a key word here, biofilm. Bacteria, they don't float around individual units. They form thin sheets, like a pond scum on, on top of a pond. And they creep across surfaces in this slimy, gooey mass. So if you ever watch mold grow on bread or algae accumulate, your teeth are having the same exact thing happening. It's a film of bacteria, not just one individual bacteria. And if you go a few days without brushing your teeth, you'll quickly feel this because your teeth feel kind of slimy and almost fuzzy. And then if you are to put sugars into that filmy, fuzzy environment, acid production goes through the roof and your tooth decays really quickly as bacteria march all the way down to that dentin core of the tooth. So the first thing to take away here is that your job as a brusher and a flosser is to remove biofilm not food. So if you ever have tried to clean something that has gotten some mold or some slime on it, like a, like a piece of plastic, you don't sit there and scrub at it as hard as you can. That doesn't really work. It just kind of makes grooves in the mold. You instead take a softer brush and you gently wipe it. And that's much more effective at getting those films broken up and getting the, the object clean again. The same goes for your teeth. Getting rid of biofilm is a gentle process. A soft toothbrush uh, going slowly in small circles without force will get much more biofilm off than scrubbing and scrubbing as if it's a, an old dirty pot. Think about the way you would remove algae from a glass of an aquarium. 
you would do gently. You wouldn't just scrub and scrub your glass. You kind of take it in strokes, nice and easy, until it was all gone. Brush your teeth the same way. The key thing of toothbrushing is to be thorough, because if you consistently miss one spot where the bacteria is accumulating, every time you eat, it's going to multiply. You know how bacteria multiplies? It just goes crazy from that one kind of home base that it has. So be sure you get all the different angles and spots of your teeth to pick up those biofilms. So, now you know how to remove bacteria biofilm after a meal and your problem is solved. No, we are not even close to the revolution here. Here's the secret. The bacteria in your mouth are not waiting around for you to finish your meal before they start having their meal with the sugar in your mouth. They're hungry and they're really fast. So the second a glucose molecule hits your mouth, they are off to the races. They're metabolizing and then they're producing acid within just a minute. So if you have that piece of toast at 7.30 in the morning, and then you don't brush your teeth until you leave the house at 8.30 in the morning, you have given your bacteria-filled mouth tons and tons of time to make the acid that breaks your teeth down. And so this is the, the most important takeaway from this podcast. Hope you can write this down, and if you can't write it down, keep it in your head. You need to brush your teeth before you eat. If you can break up the bacteria in the biofilm before any food hits your mouth, you dramatically reduce the amount of acid byproduct. If you brush before breakfast, before lunch, and before dinner, you are going to be so much better off than brushing after breakfast, after lunch, and after dinner. But especially, more than anything else, brush before breakfast. You don't want to give an entire night's worth of biofilm the chance to just hammer at your teeth in the 30 minutes or an hour before it takes you to brush them after breakfast. And if you really want to know the truth, if you were to brush super hard an hour after a big acid bath, you're actually going to make your teeth worse because you're going to be wearing down the weakened matrix even more than if you had just left it alone. And your good intentions have backfired completely. Now, there's one more piece of the puzzle here. Hang with me. We're almost there. Your body can't heal the teeth. We talked about there's no connection to the nervous system or the healing properties of the body. But there is a natural process which can reverse some of the damage of tooth decay. And it's called remineralization. And it happens when the mouth has a nice neutral pH and there's a right mix of minerals in the saliva. These minerals that are floating around the saliva, they'll attach themselves to the broken parts of the crystal matrix. And they kind of act like an epoxy. Uh, they'll reconnect the damaged areas and make it a bit stronger. In the past, people had a small benefit from remineralization just from the, the normal course of life, but in the 30s and 40s, we discovered that if you take a negatively charged ion of fluorine, which is called fluoride, it's remarkably good at getting the teeth to remineralize their matrix. In the 1950s, the first fluoride toothpaste came out, and then later, fluoride was introduced into the water supply. So it's hard to underestimate how dramatic a change fluoride was to our dental health as a species. It changed everything. The truth is now, with some flossing and good brushing and fluoride, you can live your entire life without getting a single cavity. This was not possible 100 years ago. The fluoride is the thing that got us over the hump there. When you brush your teeth with fluoridated toothpaste, you're delivering a one-two punch to those bacteria in your mouth. You're breaking up the biofilm with the good brushing habits you have, and you're putting fluoride epoxy on their little hidey holes where they like to live, so that when they come back later, they're not going to find that place is available anymore. And this makes your enamel harder and more resistant to future bacterial attacks. And if you look at the incidence of cavities over the last half century, they have absolutely plummeted. Fluoride is a total game changer. 
However, this is also a key point. A lot of us miss the benefits of fluoridated toothpaste by making a really simple mistake. You brush your teeth, you got that kind of foamy head of, of toothpaste and fluoride in your mouth, and then you spit it out, you, you drink some water, you wash it, swirl it around, spit that out. Well, guess what? You just spit out all of the remineralization epoxy. So I know that this is crazy, but I want you to not always rinse after brushing. You spit out the excess saliva, excess foam, and all that, of course. But then you just walk away. You're going to have a chalky feeling in your mouth. That's good. That chalky feeling is your teeth about to get healed. And in about a few minutes, your saliva is going to naturally break it apart. You're going to feel fine. And that whole time, for those few minutes, your teeth have had a great chance to bond with the fluoride and create a stronger enamel. Okay? I know it's not possible all the time. Sometimes you have to rinse. I get it. But if a few times a week you cannot rinse, you're going to be a way better place. Now, to make this no rinse thing work, you need to have not too much toothpaste. If you have a huge gob of toothpaste and you try to keep that in your mouth, it's not going to work. It's going to be too unpleasant. You're going to spit it out and wash it up. So just use a pea-sized drop of toothpaste. Every toothpaste people tell you, just a pea-sized. Nobody listens to it. And of course, you see the commercials and people, even in the toothpaste commercials, are globbing on a huge thing of toothpaste. It doesn't help. It actually makes things worse. Pea-sized toothpaste. All right, so that was a lot of information. Let's sum it up here. This is how you get the most out of your toothbrushing. Brush before breakfast every single day. Never miss that one. And when possible, brush before all your other meals. Don't brush after your meals if you can help it. Brush before the meals. It's going to get you a much better place. You want to use a soft bristle brush and a light touch because your goal here is to break up biofilm. A lot of dentists tell you to hold the toothbrush like a pencil so that you're not grinding it in too hard. Uh, use fluoride toothpaste. I know there's a big movement to have everything be chemical free, but fluoride is one of those chemicals that will make your life way better. Don't listen to the conspiracy theorists and, and the whole the whole fluoride is bad thing. Fluoride is good. It helps your teeth be stronger. Put a pea-sized amount of toothpaste on your toothbrush and apply it evenly to your teeth. And when you can, don't rinse it out and don't use harsh, harsh mouthwashes. You want to keep that uh, foamy stuff in your teeth for as long as you can. It's going to naturally break down in a few minutes and your teeth are going to be way better for it. So those are the most up-to-date recommendations from dental science. It turns out that flossing for most people is not as helpful as we thought it was. You should floss, but it's not the silver bullet that we think it was. So uh, get your brushing right, you're going to get good results. You have these 28 crystals in your mouth. It's your only set. You can always, of course, get fake teeth, but they're all just pale imitations. You want to keep your real teeth as long as you can. Like any other part of your health, dental health gets the best results from small, consistent, daily doses of care. You can't brush your teeth for 25 minutes and make up for a lost month of getting the acid bath. It doesn't work like that. You gotta wake up every day, get the small things right, stick to your best practices, and that's how you get results. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Your Body. If you like this podcast, if you want to learn more of these hidden tricks and techniques to keep yourself healthy, join the Kenzai program. We are chock full of them. Programs start at the beginning of every month. Great to see you on one. Thanks for listening. See you next week.